It is Mix 93.8, some legendary radio for you on a Monday night. My next guest up, somebody I've been really looking forward to chatting to uh, for quite a while now. And I've got to say thank you for putting up with all the troubles and trials and tribulations of uh, speaking to us in deepest, darkest Africa. And uh, welcome to you, Steve Olsha. Hey, thanks for having me. No worries, man. You know, it's the other side of the planet, but we made it work. Eventually, we got there, and I'm so glad we did. So let's get on to the reason uh, why I wanted to speak to you. And it's uh, number one, you've written a couple of books already, but uh, the best-selling one and the one that sort of first brought you onto my radar was a book called "What Is Your What." Uh, before we get on to that, though, um, not only do you do that, you are a speaker as well. You give keynote addresses, um, and you also have your own very, very successful podcasts. And I say that in the, in the plural, not just the one. So uh, certainly somebody who has been around for a while and somebody who, according to all intents and purposes, you've had a very, very interesting life. So let's start off with telling us a little bit about who is Steve Olsha. Well, that's an interesting question, right? Because it depends on who you ask. But um, lifelong entrepreneur, you know, I mean, really, I've been uh, an entrepreneur as long as I was uh, able to kind of pick up a rake and move some leaves around or grab a shovel and shovel some sidewalks and driveways, right? So been an entrepreneur for a long time. I was wired to try to make a dollar out of uh, a couple of quarters there. And uh, and really, you know, from from the get go, I geez, I just always had an entrepreneurial spirit. I got uh, very early involved in the uh, the nightclub business and got very early involved in uh, DJing and and so on and so forth. So that led to the catalog industry. It led to um, uh, opening up my my own nightclub. It led to um, also uh, getting involved in the online world. Uh, gosh, as early as uh, 1993. So we we launched on CopyServe's electronic mall in uh, in 1993, and that uh, that company became Liquor.com, which I bought that domain in '98, and uh, and then I've since gone on to do real estate development and speaking and podcasting, as you said. I host my own live events and uh, coach people on uh, on how to discover their what and then share and monetize it. So. Yeah, lots, uh, lots of things going on. Now, when you were sort of initially starting out, and and, and I like the sort of reference to the the DJ world and the nightclub world as well. Um, but uh, you also you were you were into some very successful property development, um, and obviously with these companies you had a bunch of staff. Um, since then, as I understand it, you've downsized a little. Well, you know, it's uh, it's interesting, right? So I'll be I'll be 50 this year, and it's uh, it, it's just more a matter, not maybe not necessarily a matter of downsizing so much as it's a matter of just working as cost effectively and time efficiently as possible. Because I try to work just uh, just three days a week, and I do have three multi-million dollar businesses that I run. Uh, but I try to I try to keep the schedule to to just three days a week. Now this is one of those things often, and and I'm sure my listeners are going to love to hear your answer to this one. You know, we we often see all of these advertisements, and you know, um, work from home, do this, work only four hours a day, or you know, the the three day work week, or whatever the case may be. You are you are living proof that this is actually something that can be done. 
Well, it, you know, look, I'm not going to sit here and say that it was always a three-day work week, right? I mean, a lot of what I did for years was just, well, doing doing the hustle, as they say, right? I mean, going and, and, and just moving and, and trying to uh, build the businesses and, and so on. Now, you know, that I've been able to, to build the businesses and put really good people in place to run the businesses, that that's really made all the difference. So if I was if I was still actively running, so two of the three businesses I don't actively run. I mean that that's that's the beautiful thing about it. The third business um, that I do actively run, I still have uh, a key person who handles most of the operations. And, and so at some point, if you want to have that lifestyle, if you will, and you, and you want to create a, a business that doesn't necessarily uh, completely revolve around you, you've got to let go of some of the reins and bring in people who are good at what they do. Which is often a challenge for entrepreneurs because, uh, you know, that letting go of the reins thing, uh, it's, it's a lot about control. I've come across uh, quite a few people who've mentioned that, you know, the actual letting go part is part of the process, but it is a hard thing to do. Yeah, it is. And, and at the same token, you know, if you think about it just in terms of, um, let's just say a sales force, like hypothetically, your your company's uh, leader, your, your company's sales team, so to speak. I mean, you're responsible for almost all the revenue. I mean, like the whole nine. Right. And and you're really good at what you do. The the way that I like to look at it is, <clears throat> all right, so if I bring in somebody to handle sales and that person is, is half as good as I am. So let's just say they go into a room and they close 10 percent of the room as opposed to 20 percent of the room on whatever that that relevant offering is on the surface. That doesn't seem all that great, but. If you put two of those people out there and they're both half as good as you, as you are, I mean, then it's the equivalent of putting you out in that environment without your having to do the work. And of course, if you then put three of those people out and four of those people out and so on and so forth, again, even if they're only half as good as you, by the time you turn around, you're doing significantly more than you could just do on your own. Good point there. Now, as I said initially, one of the reasons and where you first came onto my radar was the book, What is Your What? Now, the book's been out for a while. You've published a couple of others, but uh, certainly What is Your What is one of the things that you're most well known for. Speak to me a little bit about that. Why did you decide to write a book like this? Yeah, you know, it's um, it's really the the core question that I've had for for most of my adult life, which is, you know, how how am I naturally wired to excel? And when I did the Myers Briggs and the What Color Is Your Parachutes and the Strength Finders and you know all these different modalities, which are you know which are fine in their own right, they just left me with more questions than answers, and so. I really felt like there had to be an easier way to get to uh, the answers of, you know, what what is it that I that I really am good at? What am I going to do in order to share whatever that gift is? And then who are those people that I'm that I'm most compelled to serve? So those so those are the questions that 
you know, that I had to answer. And, and that really became the what is your what framework, because once you're clear on, on your core gift, again, how you're naturally wired to excel, and then you're clear on the vehicle that you use to share that gift, and then you're clear on who you're most compelled to serve. If you have clarity on your gift and your vehicle and your people, you can really hit the ground running and actually do something with that information. And so it was a it was a struggle that I was having uh, and I wasn't finding any luck with the existing frameworks. So basically, I created my own. Wonderful stuff. We'll chat a little bit more about the book in just a bit. Uh, my special guest on Mix 93.8. It is Steve Olsher. We'll be back with Steve and we'll be chatting more about the book. And then also I'm going to get into the podcasting side of it as well, because that seems to be a bit of a passion as well. We'll be right back with Steve. All right. We are back with Steve Olsher. We're talking his book and what is your what, which I must be honest, I've only just recently gotten into a brilliant book. Uh, you've written some more as well. And it does seem to me uh, Steve, that that you're like the all-around man, you know, the the Da Vinci man, because um, not only have you got the books, you've got the businesses, um, you've also got a couple of successful podcasts running at the moment, haven't you? Yeah, I've been uh, I've been running Reinvention Radio off and on since 2009, and then mostly on since uh, 2015. And that's a that's a really fun show because we we have an opportunity to sit down with people from all walks of life who have reinvented their world in in, in unique ways and and are just up to amazing things now as a result. And so we sit down with I mean you name it just the the most incredible people from business from uh, holistic, you know, healers from, I mean, just marketers, you, you name it. We sit down with them on reinvention radio and, and they share <clears throat> so, so much of what they're doing to dismantle the status quo. Uh, and, and it's just, it, it's really, it's amazing to hear how some people have gone from point A to point you know, Z in their lives and, and how they're really changing the world as a result. So, that's a, that's a really fun show. And then we have a, a second show, as you mentioned, which is called Beyond Eight Figures. And so that podcast uh, is really all about sitting down with entrepreneurs who have either exited for more than $10 million or currently run businesses that gross more than $10 million annually. And we get to the bottom of how they started and scaled and in some cases exited uh, their business. Now, this, this is one of the things that, that fascinates me is you've got these two podcasts. You are known. One of the labels that has been given to you is America's reinvention expert. Um, you talk all, you know, you, 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 you're continually out and about. You're, you're busy. I mean, and to think to go from somebody who was, uh, I think at one stage I read somewhere that uh, you were sort of flogging speakers out of the back of your car to, mm. to being able to do this. And, you know, in, in, in sort of looking up a bit more info on you, the, the, the podcast thing and the writing thing seems to, to ring very true for you. It sounds, and you certainly come across as somebody who is very, very passionate about that. Is that the case? Yeah, you know, and, and you're right. I mean, I've had a certainly a storied career. And yes, there was uh, the period of time where uh, it was a short period of time. But yeah, I, w I, was, I was one of those guys selling speakers out of the back of a van. And uh, 
you know, I mean, if you can if you can sell speakers out of the back of a van, you can you can pretty much darn near do anything you want from a business perspective in terms of sales. So that uh, that kind of honed my chops, you know, I mean, and, and I would say that for most of what you do in life, whether it's selling or marketing or dating or I mean, it doesn't really matter. The the hardest part of all of that really is the ask. And when you're willing to ask someone to, uh, well, someone you've never met before, you're just seeing them on the street and you ask them to buy a pair of speakers that magically appeared in the back of your van there, you know, I mean, it, it really <laughs> does shatter a lot of preconceived notions and hangups uh, about asking people to to do something, whatever it is. So it's it it definitely has been uh, an interesting trek to get to this point, no doubt. But what I've become really clear on is that I've got a, a very unique gift to share, and I can monetize that gift. And you have a very unique gift to share, and you can monetize that gift, and so on and so on. So whether you're just trying to figure out what that gift is, or if you know what it is and you really need to share and monetize it, um, then yeah, you know, I've, I certainly have a, a passion and a desire to help people do exactly that. Because, you know, at the end of the day, if you can make money doing what it is that puts fire in your soul, well, you're going to, you're going to do it. And that ultimately is going to make our world a, a better place, which means if you're happy and you love what you're doing, well, that's going to make the world a better place for me, too. So I, I guess you could say I do it for selfish reasons. Well, there's nothing wrong with a little bit of selfishness every now and again. Question is, though, um, to transition from, from writing the book and, and to transition into the podcasting world. And I talk about this because in South Africa, podcasting hasn't been that big or that popular. I think we're, we're probably a couple of years behind the trend internationally in South Africa. Um, but people are starting to catch on more and more. Wh why the attraction for you to, to podcasting? Well, you know, I mean, you're, you're there on a particular station and your station has a signal. And that signal, that radio signal reaches you know, however far it reaches, it could be a, a small signal, it could be a big signal, but even the biggest of signals isn't going to reach, you know, people in other parts of the of the globe. I mean, we're not we're not going to pick up your signal here, and I'm in San Diego, California. You know, we're not we're not going to pick up your signal here, right? So, what what I love about podcasting is, I I liken it to the new broadcasting, and why I'm so fired up about it is because it really levels the playing field for all of us. You know, anyone, anywhere can reach virtually anyone at any time with their podcast. And that's a fairly new phenomenon. And it really does break down all of the barriers to entry that have prevented people for, you know, forever of being able to share their mission and their message with the masses in a cost-effective way. I mean, most people can't buy a radio station. Most people can't buy airtime. And even still, like I said, you're only going to reach those people who can get that signal. So it's, um, it's just a, a very 
uh, I, I guess the best way to put it is it's it's the democratization of communication. Uh, and and that's incredibly powerful. I've got to agree with you there. And the one thing that amazed me since I started looking into to the whole podcasting thing and what it can actually do is the sheer number and variety of podcasts that are out there. And, and as you say, it, it seems to me that this is giving people a platform to share their passions, to share their pursuits, whether you're into model shipbuilding or stamp collecting, there's something there for you. It's true. And, and, you know, look, reality, reality is that even though there are a, a lot of shows as you're seeing right now, I, I mean, it's, it's really just the, the tip of the iceberg because th there's only about six, 700,000 podcasts of which, you know, maybe 60, 70,000 of those are active. And when you compare that to the number of blogs or websites in general, I mean, there's there's no comparison, right? I mean, you've got billions of websites, billions of blogs. So it's it's we're really just scratching scratching the surface. So what you're saying as well, though, I mean, in terms of what you've done, um, you're a speaker, you're a very very well established and very successful author, but by doing the podcasting thing, you're actually giving yourself more of a platform to reach more people. Would, would you say that this is, and, and we hear a lot of it bandied about here in South Africa now, about this whole concept of new media. Um, would, would you put podcasting into that category? Ah, for sure, right? So I, I would put anything that falls in the category of, of pull media under, uh, under the category of new media. Because if you think about push versus pull, Push media is really, you know, push communication, if you will, is really old media from the standpoint of, you know, if you think about television and, e and even radio from that standpoint, you know, somebody's flipping through the dial and they hear us talking and they're like, hmm, let me let me stop. Let me listen. But they didn't have any choice about what's on the radio right now. They just happen to be flipping through the dial and, and hear us talking. They're like, that's an interesting conversation. Let me let me listen to that. But we pushed it out to them here through radio, right, versus podcasting, where basically, you know, if you think about it from this standpoint, no one's forcing you to listen to a podcast. I mean, nobody's forcing you to listen to radio or watch TV either. But but you are literally raising your hand to say, I have a demonstrated interest in wanting to hear what it is that you're talking about. And so I'm literally pulling and by downloading that episode to my device and, and listening to it. So it's, it's really just 100% choice versus sort of a 50-50 type of relationship. 50-50 being 50% is I'm going to push this out to you and then 50% is you're going to sit there and you're going to consume it, right? Whereas pull media, new media is 100% pull where I decide what I want to listen to, when I want to listen to it, and on my preferred device. And, and and that's the biggest difference, I believe, between old media and, and new media is at least we have a, a choice about what we fill our, uh, you know, our, our listening or watching device with. 
Yeah, it, it, it certainly makes sense. And, and for somebody who's sort of grown up and been brought up in the broadcasting world, who's, who's sort of paid his dues sleeping on, on production floors, et cetera, et cetera, the advent of the so-called new media was a little scary because we started getting all the reports here. Radio is dying. Radio will be dead. It's going to go the way of the, the vinyl LP, et cetera, et cetera. And I think radio largely in this country, I'm not sure about uh, in the States there, but largely they've dug in their heels, stuck their heads in the ground and said, no, it's never going to happen to us. Um, we're not even at the stage where you guys are yet, where you have the digital broadcasting. We still don't have that. But I mean, rightly so, with a station like, like Mix FM where, that we're on now, um, if you drive outside of the broadcast radius, that's it. You know, there's, it's gone. There is no more Mix FM. So... It's a very, very interesting and a very challenging world, I think, to be in. We'd like to chat a little bit more about that and about some of the other things you do when we come back. It is Mix 93.8, legendary radio for you, as we do each and every Monday night at this time. Back with my special guest, Steve Olsher, in just a bit. Right here, we are back. It is Mix 93.8, legendary radio. On the line with me from uh, the United States, Steve Olsher. Steve, I just wanted to say to you as well, I mean, one of the things that impressed me as somebody who runs the kind of show that I do, um, this business lifestyle slash uh, show on a Monday night here in South Africa, in uh, the dark continent, uh, I spend a lot of time looking for guests, looking for interesting people to chat to, people who can give value to my listeners. And uh, as a result of that, I send out a lot of mails, I try and reach out to a lot of people and... Uh, as you know, the hit rates are, are, are sort of not always what I would like them to be. And what impressed me about you is you actually came back to me. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, whoa, you know, this guy does what he does, but apparently he still reads all of his own emails. Is that something that's important to you? You know, it is because and and the truth is, you know, there, of course, are times where I'll just turn an email over to my assistant and just, you know, let her process whatever's going on there. But um, it, it is important to, you know, and I know that there's obviously two sides of this discussion in terms of email and what makes the most sense and so on. You know, again, because I, I try to limit my schedule to working just a, a few days a week, I've also become very efficient with my time. And if you look at my inbox, I mean, I, I think I've got, I don't know, seven emails in my inbox right now, and that's it. So, why is that? Am I am I obsessed with having an empty inbox? Uh, maybe, <laughs> you know. I mean, that that <laughs> might be part of it. Um, but you know, the other side of it is, I like to keep a, a, a solid pulse on what's going on with my business and and keep a solid pulse on how the work that I'm doing uh, is impacting people. And so, if I invite someone to email me, then uh, why on earth would I not want to see that correspondence? And, and you know, look, reality is whether it's, and I'm, I'm not saying I handle all the customer service because I don't, but reality is if a customer writes in and they have an issue about something, I at least, well, have the opportunity to see that and then pass it along to someone or handle it myself. But what better way to keep pulse on, on what's going on in your, in your company than by giving yourself the opportunity just to, to monitor the, the communication. And if somebody takes the time to send an email 
then the odds are pretty good that there's something that's on their mind that, that you should know about as that business owner. So, yeah, again, I'm not sitting here saying that I 100% handle every email that comes in. But, you know, if someone like yourself says, hey, I'd love to, to have you as a guest on, on my show and, and here's what we're doing and here's why I think you'd be uh, a great guest, then that's that's a message I like hearing, you know, and, and not to say that I say yes to to every invitation. But, you know, look, the, the God's honest truth is when else am I going to have an opportunity to be a, a guest on a radio show in in South Africa? Right. I mean, like that's to me, that's super cool. I mean, that's that's the beautiful thing about the world that we live in right now. And, and you and I are connecting on Skype and I'm on my mobile phone in my car. I just Dry, I just had to drive my kid to to camp. It's the summer here, so you know I just dropped him off at camp, and I'm and I'm sitting here in my car. We're on Skype. I'm in San Diego. You're in South Africa, and this is going to air on you know on, on your radio station, right? So it's just it's just an interesting time that we live in, and I, I don't want to miss this. Well, I think it's fantastic, and and it's one of the drives behind the show as well is that I want to get people like yourself onto the show to share with my fellow South Africans and listeners to say there is there is other ways. There are different ways. There are ways that we can, because, you know, let's be honest, you may not know much about South Africa, but economy is pretty much in the toilet at the moment. There's been all sorts of political changes, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and we keep hearing these doom and gloom messages about the fourth industrial revolution, people are going to be losing their jobs, you know, the robots are taking over, et cetera, et cetera. And, and people are, are sitting and wondering, what do they do? Because we come very much from a culture where, you know, you finish school, you go to college, you go to university, you get a job, you work at one job for 40 plus years, um, and then you retire and hope you can live on, on, on your savings and your retirement. And that's not happening anymore. So people are, are, are looking for other things to do. And just the way you talk about in your book about what is your what, finding that passion, that single thing, is to me an absolutely, it's an amazing thing. And I just want to be able to give this story to our listeners to go, listen, here's somebody who's done it, um, who's done it repeatedly, and it is possible. Um, now, talking about that, you, you've, you've, you've still, as you say, you, you've run a couple of businesses already. You've got the podcasts. You've taken the time out to talk to us, but you do also offer um, various courses and trainings online, don't you? Um, yeah, for sure. And, you know, look, reality is, and thanks for, for sharing a lot of what's going on there. I mean, I, I will be the first to admit that the my um, uh, sort of my, um, my my news source, if you will, for what's going on in South Africa uh, is is Trevor Noah here in uh, in the states on on his show, The Daily Show, right? <laughs> so he he's the, he's the one who provides all the reporting in terms of what's going on in South Africa. So other than that, I would have no idea what's going on there. Which you know, look, and, and that's just why is that? I don't know. Um, but you know, on on his show, which is a very popular show here in the states, uh, and I guess in probably a lot of uh, other countries as well, but. His uh, his his background, obviously coming from South Africa, just brings a really unique perspective to uh, to folks like myself who just have no clue what's what's going on there. So the, the bottom line being now that, you know, you've shared that with me and, and talking about the book and so on, what makes me even happier to to 
just be able to tell folks that they, you know, they can grab the book for free and we do give away what is your what for free. So maybe we can share that URL. Um, but yeah, you know, we, uh, we definitely have courses and products and programs and services that, uh, that are focused on helping people discover, uh, share and, and monetize their what. So yeah, that's, um, that, that's a lot of what we do. And, you know, the beautiful thing about uh, creating online courses is that they're accessible to anyone, anywhere on the planet. And, uh, and of course, people can enroll at, uh, at any time as well. Which is absolutely fantastic. A lot of my learning that I've been doing, because I'm a, a big fan of lifelong learning and, and continual learning, uh, is that accessibility, that whatever time I'm up and about or whatever I do, I can actually log in and I can do whatever I do. Just getting back to Trevor, though, for a minute. Um, um, for us, it, he's sort of he's, he's a bit of a national treasure at the moment because he's done uh, some amazing things. And for South Africans, we, we're very proud and we crow about anybody that reaches celebrity status. Uh, maybe not so much uh, about Charlize Theron. But uh, <laughs> Trevor, I've had, I've had the privilege of, of actually meeting him and chatting to him. And, and he is probably one of the most down-to-earth people you'll ever meet. What you see is what you get. I do have to warn you, though, that uh, every now and again he makes jokes that are directed at South Africans that only we would understand. Mm. Um, and he says a couple of things on the show in Afrikaans, uh, which is one of our official languages, which we find hysterically funny. Um, and uh, we, we, we sit here and wonder about all the poor Americans who are wondering to themselves, what did he just say? But uh, <laughs> sure. a great guy nevertheless. Yeah. Um, okay, Steve, we, we're almost uh, at the stage where we can wrap up now. Um, let's, let's talk a little bit about some of your courses. And then when we wrap up, maybe we give out that URL. Um, I think it's very kind and very generous of you uh, to make that book available because – uh, it is certainly something that can have a huge impact on people's lives. So some of the other courses, because we've talked about this podcasting thing, and I'm a bit obsessed about podcasting at the moment, um, because a lot of people that I've talked to are saying this is the way to go, and it's a great way to market your business. Uh, you obviously feel the same way. Um, do you offer anything in that direction, training-wise? Yeah, so we've got uh, we've got a couple of courses. One is a course called Profiting from Podcasts, which teaches people how to land coveted guest appearances on top podcasts and then develop real relationships with those hosts and producers. And when they land those appearances, uh, really learn how to, to monetize uh, their visibility. So, yeah, Profiting from Podcasts uh, covers the guests side of the equation then we've got another course uh, which is called launch your podcast which teaches people how to launch market and monetize their own show and so that's uh, that's a second course uh that we offer that are, and both of those obviously are, are strictly related to to podcasting so yeah we, we cover both sides uh, of the microphone being a host uh, and being a guest because one of the things, and I think it's a myth that needs to be dispelled. I mean, for me, getting onto radio was, was always a lifelong dream, but there were barriers to entry. And one of those is that um, you, you, you had to have a very good general knowledge, but most importantly was your voice. You had to have, uh, as I've often said to people, I have a voice for radio and a face for print media. Mm -hmm. um, but with with podcasting, it's not like that. It's a whole, it's a lot more real, I feel, 
Um, and, and, and the voice aspect of it seems to play a lesser role than the informational aspect. Well, you know, it's interesting, right? So we do an event called the New Media Summit, which is a live event where we give 150 attendees the opportunity to meet 40 top podcasters. And, and we set aside time for them to pitch the podcasters on who they are and what they do. And they literally get booked on the spot. And what I will tell you is that, you know, we're doing our fifth New Media Summit uh, coming up here in uh, September 2019. And we've had just really incredible podcasters share with us everything that's going on in, in their world and, and their strategies for monetizing the power of podcasting and what they're looking for in guests and so on. And I'll just tell you that, you know, the voices and the topics really do run the gamut. And there are no hard and fast rules in podcasting in terms of how you have to sound or what your approach needs to be or, you know, colorful language or these sort of things. I mean, everybody really can be their own person. And a lot of folks that you would think would would have very little success with the medium because of their voice and the way that they sound and things that they say and so on, um, actually find quite a, well, quite a lot of success in this in this medium. Uh, because it is a medium that embraces uniqueness. So they're, they're really the, the same radio rules just, just don't apply. Oh, he looks at it fondly and says, if only I'd known back then. Um, but Steve, getting into podcasting um, has also become, uh, the barrier to entry has become a lot less. Because I remember in the days, it was a good couple of years ago, I first looked at podcasting. And, and the equipment required and what you needed to do and how you needed to publish a podcast, um, it was quite daunting. These days, it seems to me anybody with a computer and a microphone can get up and running. And that's exactly right. Uh, really, what, what's happened is, well, for lack of a better term, technology has caught up with demand both from a production standpoint and from a, uh, and from a consumption standpoint. And so the, the honest truth is, yeah, I mean, you, you can literally just use your laptop and your earbuds uh, and, and hit record. And that's pretty much all you need to do in order to create your own show. And so if you have a computer and, uh, and any sort of microphone, uh, you're pretty much good to go. And, and that, uh, fortunately, uh, has changed quite a bit over the years where launching your your own show really isn't uh isn't what it used to be in terms of the complication of tech of tech so i mean really the the bottom line is technology is no longer the issue uh, it's mentality really is and is it true i mean you know there's a lot of times you'll see people talking about this the podcasting aspect of things and they turn around and go okay well there we go i'm just going to bang out two or three of these things and i'm going to be an instant success um like everything to be an overnight success it does take time doesn't it i mean this is not something that you're going to build up in in a couple of weeks or a month or whatever if you're going to get into this it's something you need to get into quite seriously um, I mean, seriously, is a relative term, right? I mean, you could release one episode a week and you'll be just fine. You just have to be consistent about it. But I'll also say this. I mean, the, as I said, we've been doing reinvention radio since 2009 off and on. And uh, and again, mostly on since 2015. 
Um, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I've got a top show in terms of it being number one or number two. Like it doesn't, it doesn't work that way. And our downloads are, are decent, but you know, there are shows out there that are getting millions of downloads every single, every single month, you know, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not, you know, and that's just, and that's, but it's okay. We have the number of downloads that I need to support the lifestyle that I want. And at the end of the day, that's, you know, you got to just figure out a reason why you're doing it. And for me, uh, would I love to have millions of downloads? Um, sure, but we don't, but it doesn't matter. The people who listen to our shows um, are the people who, for lack of, you know, just uh, an understanding of how the universe works here, I'm just going to sit here and say that those are the people that should be listening. And, uh, and, and, that's, and that's great. Fantastic stuff. Steve, if people want to find out more about you, your work, what you do, uh, where's the best place for them to look at doing that? Yeah, I'd, I'd simply say to start with the book, What Is Your What? And, and figure out what your what is and get, you know, get clear on your gift and the vehicle you use to share that gift and the people you're most compelled to serve. So you can start changing the world in your own unique way. Uh, and we give that book away for free at What Is Your What? Dot com. So you get the whole New York Times bestselling book, What Is Your What? Discover the one amazing thing you were born to do for free. And uh, again, I just say start at whatisyourwhat.com. Fantastic stuff. And uh, thanks again for uh, making that available uh, to uh, to everybody and to the listeners as well. Um, otherwise, uh, steveolsher.com uh, and somewhere else we can find out a little bit more about you. Yeah, I mean, steveolsher.com is um, is fine. Just start there if uh, you don't want the book. And uh, and yeah, you know, it's uh, it's it's just an exciting time to be alive and just really appreciate you, you, you having me on. And if the, the book opens things up for you, um, yeah, I'd love to I'd love to hear about what opens up. And uh, you can just email me at steve at steveolsher.com. And that's my direct email. Thank you very much, Steve. I got to tell you, if uh, you have been listening tonight, go out, get the book. Okay. Number one, it's free, which we always like. Uh, what is your what.com? Uh, I'll post a link to that as well. What is your what.com? Get the book, read it. It is truly life changing. Steve Olsher, thank you so much for taking the time out uh, and having a chat with us today. I really, really do appreciate it. And uh, we wish you all the best going forward. Well, thank you very much and appreciate you having me on. Cheers, mate.